now listening to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast, Thursday edition. The Steelers game is in the rear view. Thank Tebow, and it is week 16. There are only two weeks left in the regular season. Patriots are at home the rest of the way. Bill's game coming up this Sunday, December 23rd. However, before I get to that, Rich, happy holidays, ready for Christmas, and have you been good this year? Is Santa Claus coming to your house? Uh, No, probably not, because I've said a few curse words during these Patriots games. (laughs) Um, This has been (laughs) one heck of a year. For the Patriots, they're a lousy nine and five. I hope y'all Ugh. know that that is with tongue in cheek. I don't know if sarcasm comes across well over the microphone, but Patriots are nine and five. They are not as dominant in previous as they were in previous years. I can't think of uh, a truly great start to finish performance by the entire team. So, a lot to break down right here, man. I mean, Alec, we're at week sixteen of the NFL season. I don't know where the year has gone by. Two games left. Lot to talk about. Playoff picture is still completely wide open. The NFL has to be thrilled that this is the most competitive season in recent memory in my mind, where so many teams are in the hunt. So many teams have the opportunity and capability to beat any other team. There isn't a single team that looks like they're flawless. And so, I mean, when you look at what's taking place across week 16, which games are you going to be watching and why? Yeah, I think the game of the week actually takes place this coming Saturday at 8 p.m. as opposed to Sunday night. It's the Ravens at Chargers, two of the wild card teams going out of the Chargers. Playoff spots already secure, but they still are in line for a one seed. If they can continue to win and the Chiefs fall through down the line, the Chiefs play the Seahawks in Seattle, so that could be an interesting game. They could definitely drop that game with their defense playing the way it is. So Ravens Chargers, they got my eye on for sure because that'll be an absolute battle. Two good teams going at it. But the game we should watch the most as Patriots fans beyond that Bills-Patriots matchup is Sunday, 1 o'clock, Texans at Philadelphia, Rich. If the Texans drop the game to the Eagles, which they very well could, given the fact the Eagles just beat the Los Angeles Rams, the best offense in the NFL, and the Patriots beat the Bills, not only can the Patriots clinch the AFC East this Sunday, they can jump back into that two spot and be in line for that first round bye. Oh, and that would be huge and so important. I mean, the Patriots have not looked good over the past two weeks. That was a huge disappointment in Miami, and then it was just a complete goose egg of a performance against the Steelers. So the fact that they still have an opportunity to get a bye week is great. I mean, you can't really complain about that. Can the Eagles win at home against the Texans? I don't see why not. I mean, this Eagles team has been very, very inconsistent as they've had Carson Wentz in and out of the lineup. Nick Foles should be the starter again. He's done a pretty good job for the Eagles whenever he's been asked to step up in in spot duty. So they still have a chance to win the the NFC East. They're a game behind the Dallas Cowboys. They're absolutely going to give it their all. There's a very good chance that the Patriots could finish this week back at top uh, in the the number two spot, having clinched the AFC East. Uh, Another game that I will be watching, though, 
Steelers on the road against the Saints at 425. Uh, Patriots don't have to worry about a tiebreaker with the Steelers because the Steelers have a literal tie in the record. So they're likely not going to match their records. But I would love to see the Saints come out, absolutely wallop the Steelers because, you know, any breathing room will do. And I, if I'm the Patriots and you wind up not getting that number two seed, I really want to be the three seed because if you're in the four spot, you're going to play either the Chargers or the Chiefs in wild card weekend, and that is not a good proposition to have. And honestly, the number three seed will probably have a very favorable draw against whichever team is that six spot, whether it's the Ravens, the the Dolphins. Uh, honestly, I don't know who else it could be, but those are two of the leading teams, possibly the Colts. Um, or the Titans. I think those are the four favorites. So if it's any of those teams, I think that the three seed should be heavily favored. And then winning on the road against the, the Texans is going to be a far easier proposition than winning against either the, the Chargers or the Chiefs. So I would really want the Steelers to lose. So if the Patriots have a worst-case scenario and don't get a bye week, they'll at least get a favorable matchup in the postseason. Not only that, I like the Saints. They're our kind of NFC brother team. I, I love watching their offense. They're they're really fun to watch. I love what Drew Brees is doing this season. And the Steelers aren't that good. Even though they beat the Patriots and they deserve to win, I don't think they're that good this year. I think they're they're a very mediocre team, and they're at home, the Saints are, so that should be a, a, a massacre if all goes well. And it's funny, Rich, you talked about how it would be great to get the three seed, so we have to play Baltimore in the playoffs. I never <laughs> thought I'd be talking to you about being excited to play Baltimore, but in terms of how things could possibly play out if they don't get that by i'm with you it's probably the team you most want to face in round one and you definitely want to go to houston for round two because i do not want to go to kansas city at any point this postseason absolutely absolutely and whichever team gets that five spot whether it's the Chargers or the chiefs they'll probably get that rematch wherever it may be in the the divisional round over the that four seed team so Honestly, the the three or the two spot is the place to be, have the easiest path, most likely, barring an incredible upset by the sixth seed. Uh, So if I'm the Patriots, want to just take care of business. We got this game against the Bills, Patriots hosting them, uh, 9-5 Patriots, 5-9 Bills, kickoff at 1 p.m. on Sunday, December 23rd. Alec, when you watch this Buffalo Bills team, you go up and down their roster right now. You have LaShawn McCoy as their leading yards producer with 689, which, you know, good solid for them. For context, four Patriots have more yards this year than LaShawn McCoy does. James White, Sony Michelle, Julian Edelman, and Josh Gordon all have more yards than LaShawn McCoy. Their number two leading yards producer on offense quarterback Josh Allen with 506 rushing yards. Have you ever seen a team with this type of an offensive makeup before? I just can't imagine a team so heavily reliant on their quarterback to produce rushing yards. I believe Rich Hill, the last team to do this relying on their quarterback so much was the Tyrod Taylor led Buffalo Bills like last season. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, you you look at the top three yards producers for the Bills. You got LaShawn McCoy, Josh Allen, and then fellow running back Chris Ivory. McCoy is dealing with a hamstring injury. Chris Ivory is dealing with a shoulder injury. Who knows if either of them will be available? I'd say put my money on yes. Uh, But if they're not able to play, Marcus Murphy 
is their third string running back who suffered a dislocated elbow last week. And so they're forced to rely on uh, nobody else. They didn't really have any other running backs. They lost all of their running backs last week. And so with this Bills offense, so reliance on the rushing attack, uh, Alec, do you have any concerns about the Patriots' run defense? Hell yes, I do, Rich Hill. I mean, all the question is now, if none of those guys can go, if none of those guys can go, the question is, which running back is going to average seven yards a carry against this team? I mean, the past three weeks has been a debacle between the tackles. They can't stop anybody. I forgot the name of the running back that rushed like 148 yards against the Steelers because he's like the third or fourth string guy. It doesn't really seem to matter who they throw back there in the backfield. They can't really stop anybody. The good news is I don't think the Patriots have to really worry about the Buffalo passing attack. I think they can easily cover their guys one-on-one. I don't even know who the leading receiver is for Buffalo, but there's really not a whole lot of big names out there. Isaiah McKenzie, Robert Foster, these are not, you know, Charles, Charles Clay is Charles Clay. These are not household names. So I'm not really worried about the secondary matching up against any of the Bills receivers. But if the Buffalo Bills, with a very mobile quarterback in Josh Allen, decide to just march down the field five, six yards a clip, get a touchdown, kick a field goal, long drive, tire the defense out, I mean – Obviously, it's going to be a heavily favored Patriots team, but the way they played against the run these past couple of weeks, it's hard not to be a little nervous. Yeah, and we talked about this on our last podcast, that if any team were to play the Patriots, there's no point in passing the ball, right? If, if I am the Buffalo Bills, I'm going to say, I'm not going to challenge Stephon Gilmore, the amazing J.C. Jackson. I'm just going to run the ball because they can't stop a single thing. And we're just going to run it until they can stop it. I'm going to do the wildcat. I'm going to do the triple option. I'm going to do design quarterback bootlegs because the Patriots run defense is so bad. The Patriots are ranked 31st in the league in yards allowed per run. That is really not good. This is 31st? 31st. They are ranked. Who's 32? Uh, Who's worse than them? <laughs> that is a good question. Uh, yeah, I will find that out because that's pretty bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you, you just say, if I'm the Bills, if any chance LaShawn McCoy is able to go, any chance that Chris Ivory is going to go, uh, I don't know if people's fantasy teams are still going on. I don't know how that works. But uh, if I'm doing that, I'm going to keep running. I'm just going to keep running, running, running. And so you put LaShawn McCoy in your starting lineup fantasy playoff people. I would do that right away. No, it's true, which is why I'm going to have Lawrence Guy as my X factor defensively. He had a bad game against the Steelers. I don't think his name got called once. They have to clog the middle. I actually don't mind them as the edge if they want to move Dante Hightower out to the seven technique, get Trey Flowers on the other side. But they cannot allow gashing runs up the middle. And if they're going to do that and stop anybody, Lawrence Guy is going to be my guy this year, this week, excuse me. Maybe they activate Danny Shelton. Maybe they take a flyer on him. I don't know. But in terms of the guys I know is going to start, Lawrence Guy's got to step it up and, and make sure that they force second and third and long, keep that uh, ball in the hands of Josh Allen because he's got more picks and touchdowns this season. And I really like the matchups in the wide receiving core versus secondary. Ooh, I like that a lot. Uh, to answer your question, the Kansas City Chiefs rank 32nd. That is wow. not good company because they have the worst run, the worst defense of any of the contenders. So bad company to be in. Uh, I like your pick of Lawrence Guy. He has been outstanding. I don't know what to expect of any of the other defensive interior players for the Patriots. As you said, Trey Flowers is going to be fine. You need the big players to really step up at big moments. I, individual games are always big moments. Patriots win. They win the division, so they want to win, very clearly. 
they have to. They really need to in order to keep pace, stay atop the seedings in the AFC. They need a win in order to pass the, the Texans if there's any chance. So, uh, like that X-Factor, I'm going to do something similar. My X-Factor is also in the defensive front seven. I'm going to go with Dante Hightower. I talked about him a little bit on our last podcast and the fact that he just hasn't been as dominant of a force as he has been in previous years. I don't know if it's necessarily entirely because of his pectoral injury, but he seems less explosive. He hasn't been making as many plays. He's kind of just a, a middling linebacker right now, and he's getting paid too much to do that. So, you can expect stuff out of Kyle Van Noy. He'll get a flash play here or there. I want more of that at Dante Hightower. If Hightower is able to make a couple big plays against this Bills rushing attack, and he'll have to, then the Patriots should be able to, to do enough, get the ball back to Tom Brady, because this Patriots offense is going to have their hands full against a very good Bills defense. No, it's true. Are you worried at all, before we get move to the offense real quick, are you worried at all about any of these wide receiver or secondary matchups? How do you match up if you're Brian Flores? Do you need to plan for these guys? You can kind of go everyone on an island. Yeah, I mean, so you, you look at the top receiver, it's Zay Jones. He's a 6'2", 200-pound receiver uh, out of East Carolina. He's in his second year in the league. He has developed a little bit. He's catching more passes this year than in pre- than last year. Uh he does much better with Josh Allen than without, but he isn't necessarily a dominant receiver. So if, if I am the Patriots, I'm actually going to be eyeing Robert Foster, who is honestly one of the stories of the year. Undrafted player out of Alabama. It's always great to see someone from a small school like Alabama succeed in the NFL. But Robert Foster, undrafted in college, no one knew him. I mean, he, he was there for four years. He had 396 yards from scrimmage in four years. So he was primarily a special teams player. Bills didn't really use him at all. They decided week 10, he's going to be our starter. Over the past five weeks of the season, this Robert Foster, who did not get more than 400 yards from scrimmage in college, he has 438 receiving yards over the past four weeks and two touchdowns. He is having a Stevie Johnson-esque year for the, the Bills coming out of nowhere, being a big player. So he is, uh, he's a taller receiver, six foot two, 200 pounds. And if I'm the Patriots, I'm going to say Stephon Gilmore. You take out Robert Foster. He's been their most productive receiver. I'm going to trust that J.C. Jackson can cover Zay Jones. And honestly, there really isn't too many other receiving options for the Bills. You got uh, Charles Clay at tight end, Jason Kroom. Those are the only other real players out there. And so if I'm New England, I'm going to dedicate more of my defense to, to playing that big base defense with, you know, seven players in the defensive front as opposed to playing any nickel because I don't really see a reason to play nickel. And honestly, uh, Maybe you'll see a little bit of Obi Malafonwu being that big, uh, the nickel linebacker that comes on the field. But there's no real need to pressure too much on this Bills passing attack. No, I'm with you there, man. I think on paper, definitely the Patriots defense outmatches the Bills offense. However, man, the Bills defense gets a bad rap this year because their offense turns the ball over so much. They have short fields. They have a lot of points because they're always put in a bad situation. This is a very good Bills defense. And the Patriots, the way they looked against the Steelers on Sunday, they're going to have to play significantly better if they're going to want to put any points on the board against this team. Buffalo's out of the playoffs, but they would love to play spoiler. Not only get a victory in Foxborough, 
but help bump the Patriots out of playoff seating. It cost them an AFC East title potentially. They would love to do that. So how do you see the Patriots offense getting back on the saddle against a very good Bills defense? Yeah, it's going to be tough because when the, the Patriots were on the road against the Bills, they, uh, they relied on throwing the ball a bit and they didn't really get much success running the ball. So I would expect them to mirror that a little bit this time around. But you look at this Bills team, they rank number one in the league in yards allowed per drive. So they don't allow opposing teams to move the ball with any great consistency. And so remember back, this is what was going on, Patriots, Bills, for the vast majority of the game, right? Up through the fourth quarter, Patriots had a 12-6 lead. The two teams just exchanged field goals the entire time until James White scored a touchdown with roughly 10 minutes left in the game, and then Devin McCourty had his amazing pick six. But, say, Tom Brady and the Patriots offense did not have a great day. Sure, Cordell Patterson was their starting running back because they had so many injuries, uh, but they relied a lot on Julian Edelman, James White as receivers, and they didn't get too much, but they got enough out of Chris Hogan, Rob Gronkowski, and Josh Gordon, all between 40 and 50 yards. So if I'm Josh McDaniels in the Patriots offense, I'm going to see I'm going to see if Sonny Michelle is able to get anything going on the ground against this Bills team. I think the Bills have a really strong defensive front, but if that is the case and they're not able to produce too much. I'm going to go back to throwing the ball. James White has to get involved. Josh Gordon has to get involved. Rob Gronkowski, I know that he'll have a really tough matchup. Micah Hyde is a great safety. Jordan Poyer is a great safety. They have two good coverage linebackers in Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. But Gronkowski is going to have to have a solid day because it's not going to be easy for New England to move the ball. Do you think you put a safety on Rob Gronkowski at this point? Do you wait to safety on a guy like him who really can't get separation anymore? Uh, I, I wouldn't even necessarily say it's a waste because uh, the opposing team is probably going to be in the nickel against the Patriots anyways because the Patriots' offense isn't really a great rushing offense. I mean, honestly, they, they rank, I believe, 28th in the league in yards per carry. They're fine. I mean, they are a fine rushing team, but if I'm the Bills, I'm not going to waste resources at focusing on stopping the run, so... Put a safety on Gronkowski. Make sure that he doesn't do anything. They still have other safeties that can come out there and help. Make sure that Josh Gordon doesn't get anything over the top. Uh, and their their coverage linebackers are good enough that, honestly, yeah, maybe they don't need to have a safety mirroring Gronkowski the entire time, but they could have some layers in their coverage. They could pass it off. This is a very, very good Bills defense. I don't want to understate that, and I don't think I am, but if I'm the, the Patriots – you got to expect a safety because you haven't proven that you can do anything otherwise. So do you think that James White, we talked about on our, our Tuesday podcast, how James White has been more or less invisible the second half of the season or so. Started out so good. He was more or less the entire engine of the offense going into the early part of the season. MVP, in my opinion, early on in the year, really dropped off. Is this the week he gets back in there and becomes a major focal point of the offense? I hope so. Someone has to, and I don't see why it shouldn't be him because – if I'm the Patriots, I'm not going to run the ball. Clearly, for whatever reason, I've always disagreed with this. The Patriots don't view Sony Michelle as a receiving back, and so they'll use Rex Burkhead. They'll use James White out of the backfield. They'll use them as receivers. They'll have some difficult matchups with Edmonds and Milano, who are two very, very good sideline-to-sideline -side -line linebackers. So it won't be easy, but 
Patriots have to. They have to use the linebacker or use the running backs out in the flat to draw the linebackers away because that is how you open up opportunities for the receivers in the middle of the field. And that's actually why Julian Edelman is going to be my X factor. Uh, he has to have a big day. He has to have a big day against the Buffalo Bills. He had a good one against them in the opening first matchup between the two teams. He caught 9 out of 10 targets for 104 yards. He chipped in 13 rushing yards. He needs to have an encore performance. There will be opportunities for him to have good matchups against this Bills team. He needs to capitalize on them because I honestly don't see any other player on the Patriots offense being as consistent of a producer when you compare them to Edelman. And so this is a game where Week 16 you need to have your consistent players continue to be consistent and not vanish in order to win. That was a Belichick if I've ever heard one, Rich. You need to have your consistent players continue to be consistent. I love it. That's great. <laughs> I'm going to cheat a little bit with my X Factor. Based on how we saw them perform last week, I'm going to go with the entire Patriots offensive line and be a little more cohesive, a little more unified, and avoid stupid penalties. How many drives got killed by false starts or holding penalties or illegal blocks, things that cannot happen this late in the year? They need to play more disciplined football. Even though Tom Brady wasn't hit or pressured that much, I don't think the line allowed him to get comfortable in the pocket on Sunday, and it showed, especially late, a very good Bills pass rush, a very good Bills front seven. This offensive line is going to need to play together as a unit, as one player, which is why I'm grouping them all in as my X-Factor this week. I like that. That's a good one. Patriots had far too many penalties last week. They've had too many penalties in their game since the bye. I believe three of their four worst penalty games have come since the bye week, so they need to figure it out. They need to be playing sharper football at this point. It's kind of unacceptable for Week 16, and they're still having issues lining up at the line of scrimmage, so that's not good. I like that as the pick. Alec, I think now is as good of a time as any to move on to predictions. I think you're right, buddy. Uh, unfortunately, I won this past week because I picked the Steelers winning the game. I thought it'd be 27-25. I figured they put more than 10 points up on the board, but the Patriots really, really stunk, which means the hammer is with me. The Patriots stink on the road, Rich. They stink on the road, but they're not on the road. They're at home. They're good at home, and the Bills' offense is just so atrocious. I just cannot see any scenario in which the Patriots don't score more points than the Bills. It could be like a, a six to three game, but the Patriots are going to score more points than the Bills. They're not going to lose three in a row in December, especially at home against Buffalo. Buffalo has only won one game in Foxborough, and it was a week 17 game when Tom Brady had sat. They're just not going to drop this game. Bills stink. Patriots are better than the Bills. Patriots win this one, clinch the AFC East 24-13. Ooh, I like that. That is a, a low-scoring thing for the Patriots' offense, but, you know, I think they're against a good defense. I like that. It will be nice if the Patriots are able to solidify the division here. I'm with you. I expect the Patriots to, to win, put their loss against the Steelers and the Dolphins behind them. I mean... The, the loss in Miami put a sour taste in a lot of mouths because, I mean, it was a last-second loss, but Patriots did score 33 points. They have been doing pretty well uh, other than playing the Titans and the, the Steelers as of late. So if I'm the Patriots, they played a good defense in the Minnesota Vikings. They won 24-10. to Bills are just as good on defense, but I expect the, the Patriots have some tricks up their sleeve with this being a divisional game. I want to say that the Patriots are going to win a little bit more comfortably. It'll be something like 31 to 17. 
31-17. I would love to see the Pats put up 31 against the Bills defense. That would be a nice confidence booster coming into the final week of the year. Rich, hopefully this next time we get together, it will be in a Patriots win because these podcasts are a lot more fun to do week in and week out on the victory ones. Oh, it's absolutely true. And until next time, Alec, you have a good one. You too, man. Happy holidays. All right, you too, man. Later. See ya. I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>